Chapter 18 of the Rangeland Adventure by Max Brand. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. With a bang, the screen door of Sheriff Kern's office had creaked open and shut four times at intervals, and each man entering in turn with a howdy to the sheriff had stamped the dust out of the wrinkles of his riding boots, hitched up his trousers carefully, and slumped into a chair. Not until the last one of his hand-picked posse had taken his place did the sheriff begin his speech. Gents, he said, how long have I been sheriff? Eighteen to twenty years, said Bill Wood. And it's been twenty years of bad times for safecrackers and gunmen of these parts. Thanks, said the sheriff hastily. And how many that once I've put my hands on have got loose? Again, Bill Wood answered, being the senior member. None. Your score is exactly 100%, Sheriff. Kern sighed. Gents, he said, the average is plumb spoiled. It caused a general lifting of heads and then a respectful silence. To have offered sympathy would have been insulting. To ask questions was beneath their dignity. But four pairs of eyes burned with curiosity. The least curious was Arizona. He was a fat, oily man from the Southland, whose past was unknown in the vicinity of Woodville, and Arizona happened to be by no means desirous of rescuing that past from oblivion. He held the Southlander's contempt for the men and ways of the North. His presence in the office was explained by the fact that he had long before discovered it to be an excellent thing to stand in with the sheriff. After this statement from Kern, therefore, he first glanced at his three companions, and observing their agitation, he became somewhat stirred himself and puckered his fat brows above his eyes as he glanced back at Kern. "'You have heard of the killing of Quade?' asked the sheriff. "'Yesterday,' said Red Chalmers. "'And that they got the killer?' "'Nope.' It was a gent you'd never have suspected, that skinny little schoolteacher, Gaspar. I never liked the looks of him, said Red Chalmers gloomily. I always got to have a second thought about a gent that's too smooth with the ladies. And that was this here jig. So he done the shooting? It was a fight over Sally Bent, explained the sheriff. Sanderson and some of the rest in Sour Creek fixed up a posse and went out and grabbed Gaspar. They gave him a lynch trial and was about to string him up when a stranger named Sinclair, a man who had joined up with a posse, steps out and holds for keeping Gaspar and turning him over to me to be hung all proper and legal. I heard about all this and went out to the Bent House first thing this morning to get Gaspar, who was left there in charge of this Sinclair. Any of you ever heard about him? A general bowing of heads followed, as the men began to consider, all save Arizona, who never thought when he could avoid it, and positively never used his memory. He habitually allowed the dead past to bury its dead. It appears to me like I've heard of a Sinclair up to Colma, muttered Bill Wood. That was four or five years back, and I believe he was called a sure man in a fight. That's him, muttered the sheriff. He was greatly relieved 
to know that his antagonist had already achieved so comfortable a reputation. A big, lean, hungry-eyed gent with a restless pair of hands. He come along with me while I was bringing Gaspar, but I didn't think nothing about it. Most natural. I leave it to you, boys. Settling themselves, they leaned forward in their chairs. We was talking about horses and such like, which Sinclair talked uncommon slick. He seemed a knowing gent, and I opened up to him, but in the middle of things he paws out his colt, and smooth as you ever see, he shoves it under my nose. Sheriff Kern paused. He was wearing gloves in spite of the fact that he was in his office. These gloves seemed to have a peculiar, business-like meaning for the others, and now they watched, fascinated, while the sheriff tugged his fingers deeper into the gloves, as if he were getting ready for action. He cleared his throat and managed to snap out the rest of the shameful statement. He stuck me up, boys, and he told Jig to beat it up the trail. Then he backed off, keeping me covered all the time, until he was around the hill. The minute he was out of sight, I followed him. But when it came into view, him and Gaspar were hightailing through the hills. I didn't have no rifle, and it was plumb foolish to chase two killers with nothing but a colt, which I leave it to you, gents. Would have been crazy, Sheriff, asserted Red Chalmers. I don't know, sighed Arizona, patting his fat stomach reminiscently. I don't know. I guess he was right, Kern. The others glared at him, and the sheriff became purple. So I come back and figured that I'd best get together the handiest little bunch of fighting men I could lay hands on. That's why I sent for you four. Clumsily, they made their acknowledgments. Because, said Kern, it don't take no senator to see something has got to be done. Sour Creek is after Gaspar, and now it'll be after Sinclair, too. But they got clear of me, and I'm the sheriff of Woodville. It's up to Woodville to get him back. Am I right? Again they nodded, and the sheriff, growing warmer as he talked, snatched off a glove and mopped his forehead. As his arm fell, he noted that Arizona had seen something which fascinated him. His eyes followed every gesture of the sheriff's hand. "'Is that the whole story?' asked Arizona. "'The whole thing,' declared Kern stoutly, and he glared at the man from the Southland. "'Because if it's anything worse,' said Arizona innocently, "'we ought to know it. The honor of Woodville is at stake.' "'Oh, it's bad enough this way,' grumbled Joe Stockton, and the sheriff, hastily restoring his glove, grunted assent. "'Now, boys, let's hear some plans.' First thing,' said Red Chalmers, rising, "'is for each of us to pick out the best horse in his string, "'and then we'll all ride over to the place where they left "'and pick up the trail.' "'Not a bad idea,' proved Kern. "'There was a general rising. "'Sit down,' said Arizona, "'who alone had not budged in his chair. "'Without obeying, they turned to him. "'Was that the Morris Trail, Kern?' asked Arizona. Sure. Well, you ain't got a chance of picking up the trail of two horses out of two hundred. In silence, 
they received the truth of this assertion. Then Joe Stockton spoke. He was not exactly a troublemaker, but he took advantage of every disturbance that came his way and improved it to the last scruple. Sinclair comes from Colma, according to Bill, and Colma is north. Ride north, Kern, and the North Trail will keep us tolerable close to Sinclair. We can tend to Gaspar later on, unless he's a pile more dangerous than he looks. Yes, Sinclair is the main one, said the sheriff. He's more than a hundred Gaspars. Boys, the North Trail looks good to me. We can pick up Gaspar later on, as Joe Stockton says. Straight for Colma. That's where we'll strike. Hold on, cut in Arizona. Patently, they regarded him with disfavor. There was something blandly superior in Arizona's demeanor. He had a way of putting forth his opinions as though it were not the slightest effort for him to penetrate truths which were securely veiled from the eyes of ordinary men. Now he looked calmly, almost contemptuously, upon the sheriff and the rest of the posse. Gents, has any of you ever seen this jig you talk about ride a hoss? Me, of course, said the sheriff. Anything about him strike you when he was in a saddle? Sure, got a funny arm motion. Like he was fanning his ribs with his elbows to keep cool, went on Arizona, grinning. The sheriff chuckled. Would you pick him for a good hand on a long trail? Never in a million years, said the sheriff, is he? Kern seemed to admit his inferiority by asking this question. He bit his lip and was about to go on and answer himself when Arizona cut in with, Never in a million years, Sheriff. He couldn't do twenty miles a day without being laid up. What's the point of all this, Arizona? I'll show you pronto. Let's go back to Sinclair. The other day, he was one of a bunch that pretty near got Gaspar hung, huh? Yep. But at the last minute he saved Jig. Sure, i just been telling you that. Their inability to follow Arizona's train of thought irritated the others. He literally held them in the palm of his hand as he developed his argument. Why did he save Jig, he went on. Because when Gaspar was about to swing, there was something about him that struck Sinclair. What was it? I don't know, except that Jig is tolerable young-looking and pretty helpless, even though you say he killed Quade. Say he killed him, burst out the sheriff. It was plumb proved on him. I'd sure like to see that proof, said the man from the Southland. The point is that Sinclair took pity on him and kept him from the noose. Then he stays that night guarding him and gets more and more interested. This jig has got a pile of education. I've heard him talk. Today you come over the hills. Sinclair sees Woodville. Figure that's the place where Jig'll be hung. And he loses his nerve. He sticks you up and gets Jig free. All right. Do you think he'll stop at that? Don't he know that Jig's plumb helpless on the trail? And knowing that, do you think he'd split with Jig and leave the schoolteacher to be picked up the first thing? No, sir. He'll stick with Jig and see him through. Well, all the better, snapped the sheriff. That's going to make our trail shorter, if what you say turns out true. It's true well enough, 
Sinclair right now is camping somewhere in the hills near Sour Creek, waiting for things to quiet down before he hits the out trail with his gas bar. He wouldn't be fool enough for that, grumbled the sheriff. Fool? Has any one of you professional manhunters figured yet on hunting for him near Sour Creek? Ain't all you been talking long trails, coma, and what not? They were crushed. All you say is true, if Sinclair saddles himself with the tenderfoot, might as well tie so much lead around his neck. He'll do it, though, said Arizona carelessly. I know him. It caused a new focusing of attention upon him, and this time Arizona seemed to regret that he stood in the limelight. You know him? asked Joe Stockton softly. The bright black eyes of the fat man glittered and flickered from face to face. He seemed to be gauging them and deciding how much he could say or how little. Sure, I drifted up to this country one season and rode there. I heard a pile about the Sinclair and seen him a couple of times. How good a man do you figure him to be with a gun? asked the sheriff without apparent interest. Good enough, sighed Arizona. Good enough, partner. Presently, the sheriff showed that he was a man capable of taking good advice, even though he could not stamp it as his own original device. Boys, he said, I figure that what Arizona has said is tolerable sound. Arizona, what do you advise next? That we go to Sour Creek pronto and sit down and wait. A chorus of exclamations arose. Arizona grew impatient with such stupidity. Sinclair come to Sour Creek to do something. I don't know what he wants, but what he wants he ain't got yet, and he's the sort that'll stay till he does his work. I've got in touch with the authorities higher up, boys, declared Kern. Sinclair and Gaspar is both outlawed, with a price on their heads. Won't that change Sinclair's mind and make him move on? You don't know Sinclair, persisted Arizona. You don't know him at all, Sheriff. Grab your horses, boys. I'm following Arizona's lead. Pouring out of the door in silence, the omniscience of Arizona lay heavily upon their minds. Inside, the sheriff lingered with the wise man from the Southland. If I was to get in touch with Colma, Fatty, what do you think they'd be able to tell me about your record up there? The olive skin of Arizona became a bleached drab. I don't know, he said rather thickly, and all the while his little black eyes were glittering and shifting. Nothing much, Kern. His glance steadied. By the way, when you had your glove off a while ago, I seen something on your wrist that looked like a rope call. Kern, if I was to tell the boys that, what do you figured they'd think about their sheriff? It was Kern's turn to change color. For a moment he hesitated and then he dropped a hand lightly on Arizona's shoulder. "'Look here, Arizona,' he muttered in the ear of the fat man. "'What you've been before you hit Woodville, I don't know, and I don't care. I figure we come to a place where we both best keep our mouths shut, huh?' "'Shake,' said Arizona, and they went out the door, almost arm in arm. End of Chapter 18